0: Fly. Babe, I got you, babe. I got you, babe. Okay, campers, rise and shine, and don't forget your booties, because it's cold out there. It's babe. cold out there every day. What is a lamby beef. Uh, Rooster you know Production know. brings you Under the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane.
1: Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Derek. We are coming to you on a Thursday morning, uh, Thursday morning instead of usually Thursday afternoon, because, uh, Matt, it's uh, Ice Mageddon 2023.
0: Yep, ice everywhere. Schools are shut down for the third day in a row. Derek, our music from the opening uh, is Groundhog Day as we record. Uh, Puxatani Phil has uh, seen his shadow. Of course, he has. Six, of course, he has. Whatever that means. But uh, six more weeks of winter, which we all knew that anyway. It feels like um, we may have Groundhog six Day inside. Right. It's, <laughs> it feels like Groundhog Day uh, every day over right now, and
1: over yep. and over. Yep. Every day is the same. Right. It's ice and no school and late openings for work and all kind of wonderful well, stuff. Well,
0: Derek, I, I've come up with a plan for that. I told you before we started, I was going to tell you my plan, which I think is ingenious. So. The Soda County Schools has about 36,000 students. Mm-hmm. We are out of school for a third straight day. By this day, it's probably for about 1% of students.
1: Anybody that has to cross overpasses. Right,
0: basically. overpasses yep. or their streets don't get any sun, so they have no ice, so the school buses can't go. Here's what I would propose. We have school on days like this, and the moms that, have, uh, that gripe about it on Instagram or complain about a third day and not going to school or post some kind of goofy thing that their kids are doing or, hey, I'm pulling my hair out, they get in their Yukons, and they're, and they're suburbans, and they go pick those kids up. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> to start running. You, know how, start you running know how the Jeeps. Residential buses. Yeah, right. you know how yeah, the, the, Jeeps, the Jeep people, the Jeep squad, yeah. the Jeep squad yeah.
0: went out and got all those people. Actually, they got all the people to work because of the ice or storms two Februarys ago, actually, this month, yeah. two years ago. And then those same people. Couldn't go to work anymore because they didn't have a COVID vaccine. Yeah, <laughs> so, sure that didn't, yeah. They were heroes to zeros all in a matter of months. So I
1: mean, it, it's uh, it's Yeah, Matt, we spent, what, a year and a half locked down? We, ha- we spent a bunch of money on uh, computers, on um, screens for the teachers, uh, virtual learning. When you know that you're going to have ICE for 24, 48, 72 hours, could we not be virtual learning? Sure. I mean, that's didn't, we have all all of the infrastructures in place.
0: Right, parents, Just, get, uh, not, uh, teachers get to school.
1: Just turn like, it back like Yeah, just yeah. turn it back on. Right, just turn it back on. Hey, one or two days. You know, I don't know what they're going to do. Sometimes they just, you know, like we're not going to have 180 this year. We'll have 170. We're just going to waive these two days. If that's the case, God bless you. Have fun. But if you're trying to make these days up. After the first day, which was right. probably unknown, right? But yesterday and today were probably known. I mean, they canceled them pretty like in the sure. afternoon before. You just say tomorrow's a virtual learning day, and you get to count it. Like, what, what are we doing? Yeah, a
0: no. lot
1: of money, a lot of state money, a lot of federal money spent to get schools to Our virtual kids, learning. Every kid has computer. Every kid was bought a computer. Yeah, yeah. what are we doing?
0: <laughs> Why are we canceling school Why like can- this? Right, I, I, that's what I'm saying. Just, just I mean, go we had, on. We have school for 300 kids. Hey, let's uh let the moms go pick them up. Yeah, and uh, they can go out there and drive in those Yukons. And there's jeeps because they're driving them anyway. They can go pick the kids up, come back uh, for school, and uh, and do it that way. That's not a bad idea. Or or Derek, I don't know if you've heard. I can't speak about schools and not mention this. Did you see the lunchroom lady that got arrested? Have you seen this yet? No. 1.5 million dollars worth of chicken wings that's that she was ordering. Wings. Eleven thousand cases of chicken wings and let me tell you the mistake she made she had black market chicken wings uh i guess i don't know what she was doing i thought you were going somewhere else <laughs> that's with a, that with that comment. I don't
1: no know. it's like i mean are we yeah, literally let me, let me tell you how she got caught chicken wings on the but side let me tell
0: you how she got caught what do they not allow in schools bone in chicken wings <laughs> had she kept ordering boneless chicken wings she never would have been caught is this it's unbelievable is
1: this for her family or is she who knows
0: That's a lot of chicken wings. (laughs) That's a lot of chicken wings. wings. It It was over several. It was over a couple of years. One point five million dollars. I mean, it's actually impressive that she pulled that off for that long. I mean, seriously. I mean, I know she's I guess a,
1: it's groceries yeah. for a couple of years. I don't know. That's Who knows? Who knows,
0: wings. man? If this is your first time listening to the UTW podcast, we have a good time. We joke around about different things going on in our lives and everything going on right here under the water tower. But if you are outside the county on one of those roads that still has ice and you'd like to move closer to town, you'd like to move closer to Hernando so you can, uh, you know, your your roads, uh, let's just say, dethaw a little bit sooner because they get traveled a lot more. You want to reach out to our 2023 presenting sponsor, the number one real estate team in DeSoto County to help you. They're the best team in DeSoto County when it comes to buying or selling real estate. I'm speaking, of course, about Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. Team Couch possesses over 68 years of combined real estate experience. They're the number one team for the last 14 years when it comes to residential real estate in DeSoto County. They are full-time, full-service realtors, which means they are available anytime you need them. They have been voted DeSoto's Best Realtor multiple times and recently voted DeSoto's Best for the fifth time. Currently offering a free, no obligation, marked analysis. Simply give them a call. Tell them your address. They can tell you all about your neighborhood, your street, how long houses are staying on the market, how fast they're closing, all the different things you want from your realtor. Brian and Terry and their team possess it. Call them at 662-449-1700. Call Brian directly on his cell phone, 901-461-7653. That's 461-SOLD, S O L D. You can also do a full home search throughout the Mid-South at their award-winning website, teamcouch.com. Again, that's teamcouch.com. If you're ready to move this spring, ready to do something different for your family, please reach out to the best team in the area, Team Couch, a Realty group. Thank you, Brian and Terry, for being our 2023 presenting sponsor. And podcast listeners, always remember, every home needs a couch. Glad to be coming to you on this Groundhog Day from the Mobile Cars and Van Rental Studios. Mobile Cars and Vans located at the corner of McCracken and Commerce right here, basically on the frontage road of I-55 in Hernando cars, trucks, vans. We also can help you with your insurance claim. If your car's going into a a body shop for work, if it's going into a car repair place for work, we can help with that. We do pick people up in Hernando. Give us a call, give us a heads up, a little bit of time, and we'll do our best to pick you up right here in Hernando. 662- Four six nine four five five five. 469 4555 That's 662-469-4555. I want to tell our listeners, most of our listeners probably have Facebook. Go check out the Mid-South Vans slash Mobile Cars and Vans uh, Facebook page. Really neat pictures of a van that came back uh, quite trashed, and I think a lot of people would enjoy that. Got a lot of reactions. The most reacted-to post we've ever done with the uh, mobile cars and vans. Go check that out. I think uh, that's something that our listeners would enjoy. Again, 662-469-4555. Mobile Cars and Vans. Well, Derek, we, like, we usually start our show off, again, used to be a two-week, twice-a-week show, but now once-a-week show, and uh, we have started to kind of kick things off a- each week with, since our last show, what has happened. Derek, we released our shows on Friday morning. That night, last Friday, around 6 o'clock, the city of Memphis released the uh, horrible video of uh, Tyree Nichols in the Memphis area, and uh, some people might say, well, this has nothing to do with Hernando, Matt. What, why, do you, why, why are we going to talk about this? Well, we're going to talk about this for a second because... It's been the biggest thing in this area for the last two weeks, uh, as it should be. Um, Derek, the video was terrible. It was awful. to watch. Terrible. You and I have children. Uh, horrible to watch. The, this 24-year-old young man uh, you know, calling out for his mom, just looking for any help. Uh, I'll go first, Derek. What I was most upset about, obviously, was the, the beating this, this man took. But the police officer's motto across the world is to protect and serve. Mm-hmm. And, and none of those people did that at all for him. I would have been a little bit better had they beaten the living crap out of him and then helped him get some, you know, helped him. I'm just you know, that's one of the main things I was frustrated by is uh, how much standing around there was. And then to watch a video of them, you know, talking about what, what just happened, why it just happened, you know, in a big group, it, it looked like complete and total gang mentality, thug uh, mentality, and uh, it was disgusting.
1: I didn't watch a lot of it. Um, they started releasing it when we were watching the news last Friday night, started at six. I think they you know they had they got the video same time as everybody else. Some people went, you know posted it right online, but the, the news station I was watching was releasing it in, in, in bits as they bleep stuff out. And so you saw like, well, here's this camera angle and then here's another you know 30 second clip. And so I saw it in bits and pieces. after about the third one, I just couldn't watch it anymore and I really have never watched the entire video at all. Uh, other than those clips but it was just heartbreaking and there's no rhyme or reason um, that nothing that he was doing now of course we didn't see the very beginning we didn't see if he had like a tail light out what there wasn't even calls at all which there doesn't seem to have been calls no, there was uh, not, yeah. other than they might have not for some reason not like this guy or thought this guy was somebody else that they might not have I don't know anyway I but, think we'll get more information about yeah that yeah point. as it goes along over the next months but just sad and then he, you know he wasn't necessarily doing all that they were asking him to do uh he was you know resisting a little bit because i like i think like all of us why are you asking like what did i do why why now do i have to lie down why do i now have to get on my belly and all this stuff and so he was questioning and then i think he got kind of freaked out because they immediately got aggressive started you know uh hitting him started uh shocking him spraying him and you know he wasn't like throwing l punches didn't have any wasn't reaching like inside of his jacket for a gun or anything and then of course doesn't help when he takes off but at the same time, he probably was like, well, they're going to kill me right here in the middle of the street. And, you know, it's fight or flight. And, yeah. you know, he wasn't going to fight the cops. There was four or five of them. So he fled. And it's just very, very sad. Um, it's just – I yeah, I mean, there's, there's nothing you can say other than there's nothing that can make sense with what happened.
0: Yeah, and I think, Derek, you know um – it was just really hard to watch um because after it was over, again, like you said, you haven't watched a ton of it, so there's a particular part at the end when it's over once again, when he's sitting there against the car, dying right there in the street, the group of them is is talking about it as if they were you know had just fought at a in a um cafeteria at a school, hmm. and you know talking about the like I said, it looked like a gang mentality, but Derek, when it comes to law enforcement, when you lessen the requirements and increase the pay. Yeah. So these guys get to get paid fifty thousand dollars a year and have benefits and all this stuff that you would that a police officer should have to be thugs.
1: Well it's that simple. And and this was a different unit. This was a, a more aggressive of. Well it was a more aggressive unit. They were going after, you know, they were aimed straight at the the, the drugs, everything happening in the drug, I guess, side of things right. in Memphis or unit. To, yeah. yeah the, Which uh, is an
0: acronym for like safer community something. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um and so they were it was a little more Probably a little more aggressive, probably a little more aggro because they probably were given a little more leeway in how they did things to try to find answers or try to get in, you know, in patrol places. Right. Sure, some of them at one point, not maybe not those guys, but they're, they're undercover cops that are probably part of this and, you know, handing things over to these cops who then, you know, track stuff down. So you know, that also kind of leads into it. But yeah, there's just no, all of them were, what, a couple of years on the job. So they don't want, you know, all of them had three or four, two or three of them had already been. I think, um, you know, uh, reprimanded. reprimanded for other things, right, other sure. aggressive actions that they've already done. So it's just a, a sad thing that just
0: unfortunately all
1: they all were there at
0: the same time and decided to take it out on somebody. Yeah. I, I thought that's that's all I can figure. No, I agree with you, and we'll move on. We won't talk long about it because again, we really talk about a lot of stuff here. But we Canada. should
1: say that our group of police, sheriff, everybody in Desoto County, I, I don't think we have that. I'm not saying there's not few out there but everybody i've ever been involved with we have a, we have a couple friends who are uh, on forces in different parts of the community and you know they say, look no that's not what we do this is what we're supposed to well, do it all starts with you leadership know. too yeah it, it also all starts with leadership is. too and so i mean i think that we have really good leadership in desoto county and you know i'm not saying that this has not happened in the past but going forward, I think be, there there are some things in the past that have happened that um, you know probably are, are are frowned upon. But at the same time, there are still good people in law enforcement. We know them, and this is shining a light on bad parts of policing. But not all policemen are bad. Hundred percent. And right. so that we just you know that's and we're not saying that at all. But this is something that should never have happened, and anything like this in any department. Should be absolutely weeded out.
0: Yeah, and then we'll move on from this, Derek. Something else. As a kid of a funeral director, uh, I watched the funeral yesterday. Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. I watched a, a good bit of it. I think it went on for over two hours there at Mississippi Boulevard uh, Church there in Memphis. Uh, Reverend Al Sharpton uh, spoke. Um, again, as a child of a funeral director, it pains me to, and, and someone who's given two eulogies mm-hmm. for my father and then for one of my best friends growing up, who she died of cancer around four years ago. Um making a eulogy all about something other than the person right there in front of you in the casket is disgusting. Um, I'm sorry. It is. I know Al Sharpton is a uh, famous person, and that's fine. Um, But making things all about something else other than the person and the memories and the stuff and experiences, that's what grossed me out the most. Uh, Al Sharpton has never met that gentleman. No. Has never met him. Um, And then to have his staff come up on the stage and Ben Crump's staff to come up on the stage. And I'm not arguing. I mean, that's that's fine. But to have all of those people and your stank, your thanking staff and all these people, all these different people that have never met Tyree Nichols was disgusting. No, I mean, you can have, have a
1: funeral and then you can have a press conference because that's what it was right I mean right. And, and Kamala I, no, I Harris say, I, never say, I, met Tyree Nichols I, yeah I, I missed it I mean again because I mean I was I, I did have to work and yesterday and it was a, a crazy day at the office because of people calling and asking if we were open but I missed all that the only thing I saw was that it, which you're right there was, a lot of that was focused now they did focus on the mom which of course they did because uh, she was just absolutely distraught which any parent would be uh, but then after that there was a lot of, of uh, you know non-family members and it should have been about maybe a private ceremony or, or semi-private ceremony with just his life video montage of whatever you want there was there were some of that towards the beginning and then walk away in go right. to the, go to the grave site bury right. him and then do whatever Right, you and want then to do what you were gonna yeah. do I, no i i can i can get
0: on board with that yeah. I can then, then with do that. what you were gonna do anyway just anyway just a, a terrible situation in the mid-south again this is not something that happened under the water tower and we try and talk a lot about that but that's something I wanted to start the show with uh, about that. That's happened since our last uh, you know, show. And uh, it's been a huge thing in the area. Um, just a disgusting situation and, and terrible situation. And like you said, you and I know for a fact a good number of police officers and law enforcement people listen to this show, and you hope that that is not a problem, not an issue. And if it is or was, let's get it fixed and let's get it moving forward. Yeah, I mean, forward.
1: mistakes have been made in the past in County. Of course. County. Yes.
0: Uh, we just hope going
1: forward that they see a light on this and say, okay. Yeah, we we need to see what we have in our own departments
0: right now. Our units, our our you know our police officers that don't have marked cars, all those different things. I mean, there's something going on right now in Hernando. You know, talks a little bit about law enforcement abuse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a website that's kind of become quite followed and, and heavy right here under the water tower. We'll let you figure that out um, yourself. Well, Derek, some of the stuff that we're talking about can be affected or or can be. Uh, I won't say fixed, but looked at and reviewed by particular candidates that we're going to talk about. Go ahead and give us all the candidates for local and state races because the deadline to get approved, like I said, I did not say qualify. Notice I did not say that. (laughs) Notice I did not say the word qualify. The opportunity to run for came on February 1st and has passed. What we got? All right. So what we're going to do is I'm going to cover
1: everything that affects the listeners under the water tower that you will be voting on in the August primaries and or the November general elections. So some of these people are opposed. I'm going to read them real quickly. Here are your candidates. We'll go over this again in August. And then, of course, in November, if they were already settled out because they were, you know, just one race or another, or excuse me, one party or another, you know, was already decided in August. So, for Chancery Clerk, only one person running: Matt Misty Taylor Hefner. Of course, she is the incumbent. She's the current. She is the only person running, uh, running as Republican.
0: Circuit Clerk: Dale Kelly Thompson. Has, all- it, pa- has it has it passed? So she's unopposed. She's unopposed. It's, it's it's too late to do Republican or Democrat. Nothing. It's done. 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 She's unopposed.
1: Circuit Clerk: Dale Kelly Thompson unopposed
0: okay obviously
1: already in in office coroner, I, i've heard
0: miss miss hefner does a good job from yeah, what she, she does a great job and stuff uh
1: the coroner, uh josh pounders william joshua pounders a republican unopposed county attorney james e holland unopposed uh sheriff here's your first race that we will have countywide that uh that we're going to talk about that has uh i guess you know two, at least two or more running uh, for sheriff you have michael lee running as a republican and thomas tuggle running as a Republican. Uh, so that will be uh, in August, and then it will be decided then. There was no uh, depend, uh, de- Democrat or Independent that qualified or, as you said, uh, signed up for. So both to are running run.
0: as Republicans? Or this, I didn't realize sher- sheriffs had that party. Yeah, differ- okay. both
1: of them running as, uh, as Republicans. Gotcha. Tax Assessor Jeff Fitch, unopposed. Uh, tax Collector Joey Treadway, unopposed. And then, of course, all of the supervisors, we're going to go down to Supervisor District 5. That is the one that most everyone listening to this podcast under the water tower would be voting on. Uh, There are three people that qualified and or signed up for the Supervisor District 5. Robert Foster, running as a Republican. Jim Robinson, running as a Republican. And Jack Scott, running as a Republican. So, again, this will be decided in August. Now, this may, because there's three, you have to have 50 plus one vote, 50% plus one vote in order to um, to be elected. So if some, nobody gets that 50 plus one, then there will have to be a runoff that would be two weeks later at the end of August. So again, that will still be decided in August. Then you have the judges. Justice Court uh, Judge District 5, that is Chris Hanna, who is an independent, running against Karen Sanders, who is a Republican. So that and will is be the current, in she's November. the current judge. She's the current judge, and that oh. therefore... They will both win the primaries in August and will face each other in November. Other than that, uh, the constable for District Five is Lee Hodge. Uh, He is unopposed. And then um, our election commissioner for District Five currently did not have to rerun. They they ran. You know those are kind of split apart. Only District Two and District Four are running this year, so there will be no. we, We won't have that on our ballot. So again, that's everybody running in the county races that affect again this is not everybody i didn't read anything from
0: district one's two three or four nothing but, um, in olive branch or south haven only things that affect hernando that's right please so that, understand that
1: yeah so yeah so yes the district one district two district three and district four all have people running two of them are unopposed we're not covering that we're only covering those that you'll be looking at on on our ballots in uh, under the water tower the lewisburg area so again that is what from the county level now let's switch to the state level Uh, The state level, of course, has a few more more candidates, not not, uh, nearly as many unopposed uh, as we did on the county level. The first we want to say for our area uh, running in the District 28 House race will be Doc Harris versus John Williams. Uh, That is the only statewide race with a senator or a House representative running this time uh, in this election. Of course, they're kind of staggered out, um, you know, whether or not. And so for this time. We have we will be voting on the District 28 House race that is Doc Harris versus John Williams, and so that is for the uh, again the House of of Representatives in Mississippi. Now for your governor, so we're going now the the total state. This is all everything you'll see on your ballot in uh, August and or November on the state level. Uh, Brandon Presley as, is running as a Democrat for governor. Tate Reeves as a Republican. He's the incumbent, of course. Gregory Wall uh, Wash is running as a Democrat. John Witcher. W-I-T-C-H-E-R is running as a Republican. So they have four people running for governor. Two Republicans, again, Tate Reeves and John Witcher, two Democrats, Brandon Presley and Gregory Wash. They will face each other per party in August. The winner of each of those would face each other in November in the general. Next, you have five people running for a lieutenant governor, four of those Republican. Delbert Hoseman, the incumbent, Shane Quick, Tiffany Longino, and Chris McDaniel. Those are the four running for lieutenant governor. There's one Democrat, so he'll go ahead and win August and make it to November. His name is Ryan Grover. So those are the five running for lieutenant governor. Secretary of State, you have two, one Republican, one Democrat. Michael Watson, the incumbent, is running against Shawaski Young. uh,
0: who's Not an easy first name. Shawaski. I hope I'm saying that right. Hey, Derek, I went to high school with a kid named Kowaski. And he was about he was less than four feet. He was less than five feet tall. He played on the baseball team. Our coach would put him out there and he'd duck down and get a walk every time. Okay, first of all, there
1: was a guy in the fifties. Manny Minuto, I yep. think it was his name yep. that did that in the fifties, uh, which is hilarious. Also, Kowalski, isn't that the penguins' name in Madagascar? Yes, that is. Oh, what yeah. a great oh. love the penguins. Love <laughs> penguins, the penguins.
0: Are, next to uh, what's the king's name? Lemur, uh, golly, uh, the the king. Uh, king, Julian. king. King Julian. King Julian. Oh my god, he was amazing. He, he was a lemur he, and then the oh, penguins
1: uh, with Kowalski were awesome best oh man again if you have not seen what we're talking about yeah. and you madagascar. have kids you don't even have to have kids look up madagascar or watch it fantastic uh animated movie uh so back to the um state, statewide offices <laughs> um, the secretary of state all right we all just covered that excuse me that, that is where shawaski went to kawaski uh next is the attorney general lynn fitch is the republican she's running unopposed unopposed wow. unopposed state auditor shad white unopposed state treasurer david mccray unopposed commissioner of agriculture and commerce we have three two democrats robert bradford and bethany hill and then on the republican
0: side the incumbent andy gibson i met mr gibson my daughter being miss hospitality met andy gibson at the opening of the state fair Oh wow! Yeah, at the opening of the state fair, and uh, I, I don't know him personally, but that particular day, he could not have been nicer and more cordial to my daughter. So, did he have a cowboy hat on? He did. Always had the cowboy hat on. He did, and I, like I well, you always fire back with something that's yeah. His his state car is a Dodge Ram, you know, twenty five hundred and <laughs> there, you yeah. know, stuff like that. To me, is. it's just hey, look, agriculture fun. commissioner, you got to look the part. I mean I agree with you and of course you fire back like oh that's something about taxpayer dollars so I'm like look man they're going to give somebody a car it's going to be a $60,000 <laughs> it's going to be a six. yeah well, it's going to be a $60,000 Cadillac or a $60,000 truck so
1: it's got it's got that
0: what that like oh it's, it's nice it's real nice the 6.0 I, Cummins
1: engine I loved it I loved it. I was jealous I was jealous right. um, next we have the insurance commissioner Mike Cheney the incumbent is Republican unopposed and then ours the Northern District Public Service Commissioner we do have a uh, Two Republicans running for that: Mandy Gunasakara and Tanner <laughs> Newman. Mandy Gunasakara and Tanner Newman will face each other in August. The winner of that will, I guess, kind of walk in
0: November. Do we have a so? Who's who's in that now? Who's um, in that race now? Or who's they, in that they position? They are no,
1: they're no longer running again. Oh, okay. I don't, I okay, gotcha. So
0: yeah, this this is be brand new. Actually,
1: I think the Public Service Commissioner right now is um, Brandon Presley.
0: Okay, gotcha. Who's oh,
1: now running for governor as a Democrat? Yeah, yeah, because
0: um, that that makes it yeah. That's a good step.
1: Yeah. And then finally, <laughs> the Northern District Transportation Commissioner, John Caldwell, who is ours, uh, is an incumbent and Republican. He's unopposed. Lives in Nesbitt. Was a Nesbitt. So, unopposed. Again, that's, that's what everybody that you'll see – on the ballots everybody that, that qualified and or signed up we will go over all of these again the show the friday before the tuesday in august when we will vote we'll make sure to cover all these again so we can you know you can be as formed as possible to make your vote
0: yeah Derek, we'll go over all that stuff i'm sure for months to come we'll, we'll be looking for topics and opportunities to go through that list again on who's running for what and all those different things and we've already begun to uh, be reached out to by several people uh with the hope the hopes of coming on to the utw podcast which is something we'll discuss later on not the right time to do that because we got a long time to go, but one thing we have definitely covered on here is medicinal marijuana. Again, we have talked about it for the last year, and uh, because it's now legal in the state of Mississippi, and uh, Derek has done a really, really good job of deep diving into all the legalities, all the different rules. We do have a dispensary in Hernando, which I'm pretty sure they thought they were opening up early part of January, and that did not happen. Um, but inside the state of Mississippi, sales have begun. And Derek, tell us about that.
1: All right, I'm not sure what's happening this week because, well, I guess uh, over the last two or three ice days, but. But uh, beginning of the week, the first sales of legal medical marijuana were made the, last, the end of last week, the end of last week in Mississippi. Three different purchases were made, one in Brookhaven and two in Oxford. The Cannabis Company, which is owned by Leanne Penn and Mitch Barker, made the first sale to Debbie McDermott. So if you're going back 100 years from now and asking who was the first person to buy medical marijuana or legal marijuana in the state of Mississippi. Her name, Debbie McDermott, and she bought it from Leanne Penn and Mitch Parker. She is credited as the first person, again, in legally. the state to legally buy marijuana. Now, illegally, I've it's, lot, it's I know, 500 I know some years people. ago.
0: I know some people that have, yeah. Back in college, I know some people. I don't, I'm don't. I not going to give you their names. No, no this I is
1: legally them. by marijuana. Again, they know who name, they are. Her name, Debbie McDermott. McDermott placed her order but was delayed on receiving her prescription due to a point-of-sale issue with the METRC, a national company that tracks cannabis from seed to sale. However, they finally got it done. And then after that, two more dispensaries in Oxford followed with sales on uh, end of last week at Hybrid Relief. These are the names of the, the okay. retail stores. Hybrid Relief, or the dispensaries, and Star Buds.
0: Oh my God! What a great that name! That what a great—it's <laughs> name. a really good name,
1: really good name. Hey, not Starbucks. No, no the other—the other, the other oh, uh, shop on the name. corner like right there, Buds.
0: Yeah, I like that a lot.
1: Yeah. That's, okay. So yeah. there we go. So it seems that you know this will slowly start to reach other places. Hopefully, the ones in the Soto County that we have mentioned before. That may again, they may have had a sale since sometime this week. Without the ice storm and stuff, not a lot of news going around this week. Matt, a lot of stuff yeah, shut down.
0: Absolutely. But but yeah. So you now can legally buy weed in the state of Mississippi. Are you taking a chance? though on a I mean Starbucks I mean are you taking are you taking a chance though on a copyright situation okay so if you have a green
1: if you have a green and white sign that has a siren uh, and instead of like her sipping a cup of coffee she's like toting one up you, you may be coming close
0: I'm gonna come up I'm gonna give three you give three next week our best medical marijuana Ooh. dispensaries okay that's a challenge right okay, there gosh, you no, give okay. three and i'll all give right. three uh <laughs> God, hey i wasn't star buds is, is great, is great. No, that's good star that's is great. that's a really good one <laughs> <laughs> <really> good. <laughs> it is definitely.
1: when i read it i was like and I, when i was typing this out i was like okay that, that's awesome
0: something yeah. else there we've talked about tons and tons right here on the, uh, the ucw podcast is going to be the increases over the last year by the federal reserve creeping up creeping up prime rate is what now all right so the know, just, prime right now hey. Before Wednesday, it was 7.5. Before Wednesday, it was 7.5. Now, they've done something since our last show. Tell us about that. All right. The Federal
1: Reserve raised short-term interest rates uh, again on Wednesday, by this time only a quarter percentage point, bringing its benchmark rate to a new range of 4.5 to 4.75. So, again, that's the Fed fund rate, uh, which now makes prime 7.75, which is the highest level since October 2007. That's right. This is the highest level. Before the recession, of course, the recession really kicked in. About well, it started in '07. They were filling it out in California and other places, but really kicked here in '08 through 2011. Uh, but yeah, so that's this is the highest promise been since then. In its statement on Wednesday, the central bank acknowledged the slowdown in inflation as the Fed continues to assess the impact its interest rate hikes have had on the consumer prices over the last year. Now, the 25 basis point rate hike marks a further slowdown in the Fed's pace of rate increases after the Fed raised rates by 50 points in December and 75 basis points at each of its four meetings from June through November. So again, it went four at 75, one at 50, and now this one at only 25 basis points. But this is the fastest clip or increase in rates since the early 1980s. Fed officials acknowledged in Wednesday's statement that inflation has eased somewhat, but still remains elevated. The Fed no longer noted Russia's war in Ukraine as it contributed upward pressure on inflation, but said this conflict is contributing to elevated global uncertainty. Uh, Speaking in a press conference on Wednesday, uh, Wednesday, Fed Chair Jerome Powell was somewhat more optimistic on the outlook for inflation, saying, quote, We can now say for the first time that the disinflationary process has started. Again, they are now admitting that things are slowing down. They are admitting that, hey, because those things are slowing down, we will obviously also be slowing down. The The word on the street or the thought on the street is that there's probably going to be two more rate increases, two more quarters. Some people are asking only for one more quarter. Definitely be one. That would put prime around eight to eight and a quarter. Fed fund rates between five and five and a quarter. And then that will be it. They'll kind of leave it there and then after that start bringing it back down, of course, once things get too slow, recessions, et cetera. Uh, you already saw FedEx announce they're laying off 10% of their workforce yesterday. Uh, we All of the tech companies have been laying 10, 20,000 people off. So layoffs are happening, which means that, of course, the um, unemployment rate will start going up over the next few months. I hate to say it this way, but that's something the Fed wants to see. Uh, When you have unemployment rate at 3%, that's too much wage pressure. Uh, People can ask basically for any wage they want, or they can go to another job and find the wage they want, which, of course, keeps the price of things elevated, because if if companies are paying people more, they have to charge more for their products, and then people have the money to buy those products at those higher prices. All that needs to kind of slow down come down a little bit. They are finally now admitting it's happening, and so the market like that, other things like that, but – at some point, we're going to feel that, um, and some
0: industries are already feeling that. And you know, I hate it for those people in FedEx that lost their job yesterday. Um, but Well, we you know, know a number of people that work for FedEx. We may or may not know that they ever lost their job, but yeah, it I, was, mean, I t- think it was it's a lot of managerial it was, stuff. Yeah, it was, it was 10% yeah. managerial. I know mean, yeah. this was all upper-level, not lower-level sure. people losing their jobs. Yeah, really, really sad. Derek, we don't talk a lot about national stuff. I mean, I will simply say, and then we'll move on to our wonderful, wonderful official dentist of the UTW podcast. A politician's job is to make lives better. Yes. Not worse, but better. If you think we are not being attacked globally from a number of different ways, whether it be energy production or Derek, has anyone paid attention to the numerous over the last year uh, fires and destruction of food plants? I have not. You have not paid attention, Mm-mm. so you didn't know anything about the two airplanes that flew into food-producing things in the last year. In the world or in America? In America. No. Uh, didn't did you know about the hundred thousand chickens that had to be? Or uh, that, well, I, not I know the avian the, flu. I'm talking about a uh, fire. Okay, no, I'm talking about a oh, fire. No, I did hear about that. Yeah. I heard about that. In and right because it was on top of the avian flu. R- yes, right, yes, that's yes, what yes, they're going to yes, blame yes. it on. That's what they're going to say. But all those different attacks from, I mean, our food source, our energy source, all those different things, all those people could care less about our gas going up, about our eggs going up, about our food going up. They just don't care. And a politician's job is to make our lives the way they are now and better. It's that simple. And um, whew, well, it's, it's, an election, it's an election year. It's always an election year, it and seems so, like. Yeah, you it's know, it's it an election like,
1: year, and you, know, you can go out there and do that. I think another thing is – Is that being an election year and having to do with with a lot of the stuff that you're talking about, um, pay attention to campaigning. Pay attention to negative campaigning. Uh, I think that, you know, here in DeSoto County, we have usually had positive, uh, you know, hey, look, this is what I can do. This is what I want to change. This is what I want to see. That's mostly what people uh, campaign on in DeSoto County in this area. Even people running for their state positions from this area. Pay attention to those people that are using negative campaigning, uh, attacking the other candidate, uh, that are coming after the other candidate. Um, if they have nothing but bad things to say about the other candidate, what can they say about themselves? What is their background? What are they running on? What do they want to see? What changes can they be made? Uh, that is going to be very important for this uh, election cycle. It always is. But I, I don't, you know, again, my prediction was this is going to be the nastiest election we've ever had for 20. That was one of my uh, predictions. I don't want to be right. I want to come on here in June, uh, January 2024 and say, hey, man, I missed that one. You know, kind of like the, some of the football games we've been missing. I missed that one. Um, but uh, I'm afraid I won't be. But I guess to my, my word to the listeners is the people that are attacking negatively probably means they don't have anything positive to say about themselves. They, there's nothing. You know, Their platform is weak. They're poor. That's usually what happens. So – just pay attention to that. See which one comes out first going negative. I, I would say take that consideration when you cast your vote in uh, August and or November.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's good advice, Derek. I, I wasn't necessarily even thinking on that, but you're totally right. And again, we have so much time before between now and November to discuss those things. A lot of those races will happen in, in August. I was mainly talking about paying attention to Gas prices going up, food prices going up, energy costs going up. My God, at a certain point, you have to look at yourself and say, what are we doing mm-hmm. to make this better? But here's the issue. Those people that are making those decisions in Washington, D.C., their lights turn on, mm-hmm. paid for by us. Their gas and heat come on, paid for by us. And that's on both parties. Mm-hmm. And um Something's got to give, man. I'm sorry to go back to that, but uh, like I said, the food production stuff, pay attention to the number of fires, the sabotage, and things that have happened in the last year to food producing uh, things. Whether it's making baby formula, there's another one. Baby formula, there was a fire. How'd that start? How'd that happen? You see what I'm saying? All those different things. Not to mention, who gets rich off of suffering? Let's watch that. Pay attention to that. It's not the podcast, guys. It's not me and you. <laughs> well, I mean, people are blaming Pfizer right now, and they
1: took a hit, an extreme hit on their stock price. Because... Did, have you seen
0: the video? Oh, yeah. The, but you've seen the video of the Pfizer uh, executive?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what's, I, mean I looked at because <laughs> I was reading about the article, and of course, there was a link to it.
0: So I told Heather while I'm sitting there watching, if you don't know what we're talking about, go just Google mm-hmm. Pfizer executive admitting to. That'd be a yeah. good one. I told Heather halfway through it. I looked at her, and I said, he's on a date and he's trying to impress somebody. Mm. That's why he's saying all that stuff. Not saying it's not true, but I said, he's trying to impress somebody. And what did he say? As soon as he got confronted with that, he said, I was lying. I was on a date, and I was lying. I mean, it's amazing what you'll (laughs) say. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay. You were trying to impress that other person that you were on a date with who was videoing you. Uh, You were just being truthful after some drinks, trying to take the date further, and – um. Yeah, well, you got caught. Well,
1: all the all the COVID. Uh, Go look it up. It's a, it's crazy. Yeah, but I mean, all, all the COVID. You know, everybody. You know, the COVID boosters, all that stuff being bought. There's plenty.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, and who
1: gets rich? Yeah, and so Pfizer is taking a hit now because yeah. people are like, oh yeah, so you're not you're not going to be supplying this anymore so what else is on your shelf and there's not a lot on the shelf right now and so that's (laughs) right they're taking a
0: hit who's getting rich off of suffering pay attention to that and uh we'll move on well Derek, let's go from me being a little bit negative and uh frustrated to uh speaking of a wonderful company that has worked with us for over the last two years a great business here in hernando there's not a whole lot bad you can say about these guys wonderful people wonderful staff pushing so hard DeSoto family dental care
1: the Soto Family Dental Care has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments and general dentistry, including implants and implant-supported dentures, as well as Invisalign. DFDC makes use of modern technology such as digital scanning, intraoral cameras, digital x-rays, and autoclave sterilization. The office is designed to provide a safe, comfortable, and relaxing atmosphere for their patients. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the difference and give them a call at 662-429-5239. Again, 662 662- Four two nine five two three nine, Doctor Proey. I will be seeing you in the morning. Uh, really looking forward to that. Uh, again, my visits. Your visits will not be bad if you go there every six months or how often you need to to get what you have to do done. Uh, I'll be sitting down with him first thing in the morning, uh, have him look at my teeth, uh, good or, you know whether I have a perfect clean bill of health or something wrong, I know they'll fix it quickly, get me in and out of there, and I just really appreciate all that they do for me and uh, really looking forward to my visit in the morning.
0: Just good people over at the DeSoto Family They Don't Care. We know a number of their staff, definitely know Dr. Trotter and Dr. Paroli uh, very well. You and I personally, you and I know Dr. Seymour. Well, he's in
1: Rotary with me. Okay, okay got yeah. you, for,
0: for a little bit more from a distance, but just good people. People cannot say enough about them. And uh, look, if you're looking for a dentist new to town, or maybe trying to make a change, maybe if your child has gotten to a certain age where they go from a uh, you know a, a children's clinic to an adult clinic, uh, maybe that's an opportunity to use our wonderful longtime sponsor, Desoto Family Dental Care. Well, there, let's move on to our Under the Water Tower shout-out. It's going to be a little bit similar to last week, and we'll go pretty quick. Uh, Again, simply giving a shout-out, not an advertisement for what we're going to talk about. This coming Sunday night, a wonderful event put on by the Hernando Young Women's Club, the inaugural Daddy-Daughter Sweetheart Dance, Uh, a wonderful opportunity to, uh, you know, ages 3 through 6th grade to get out, have some fun. Uh, I joked last week that the UTW podcast will be represented in some way, and we are really looking forward to that this coming Sunday, 5 to 8, again, not an advertisement because tickets are sold out so if you want a ticket I'm sorry you might just have to wait till next year um, but they are raising money for the beautification of the Hernando Parks again the beautification of Hernando Parks they're raising money for that wonderful uh, shout out to them for what's coming on Sunday Derek uh, again your daughter's too old and is kind of aged out of that but you will be um, you will be there in a particular role that I think is going to be amazing this coming Sunday night <laughs> So again, just a shout out to the HYWC for a wonderful event. Looking forward to that. Should be a a lot of fun. Look for pictures on Instagram and Facebook. Um, That's going to be something that's going to be really good. They have a number of different sponsors. I know Mobile Cars and Vans was a sponsor. The Crew of Fernando was also a sponsor of this event, uh, something Derek and I will talk more about in just one moment. But uh, before we get to the Crew of Fernando event on February 18th, uh, there's something between then and now, Derek. Tell us about that. That's right, Matt.
1: Saturday, February 11th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. is the Hernando Chocolate Tour, kind of of a semi-open house type thing that they're having in and around the Hernando Square. And the different locations that I'm about to read out will have some taste of chocolate uh, in their store, in their uh, retail store, that you can sample uh, as you shop, as you browse, uh, hopefully uh, also as you give them business. So here's the, the shops that will be taking part as part of the Hernando Chocolate Tour, again on Saturday, next Saturday, February 11th, from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., Von Bon Gift Shop, Cynthia's Boutique. Commerce Street Market, Hernando Flower Shop, J Mod Boutique, LG Trend Boutique, Sign Alley Gifts, Social and Saint, SoCo Hernando, The Pink Xenia, The Bunker Boutique, and The Square Cupboard. The Chamber wants to tell you to be sure to visit all of their bakeries, restaurants, gourmet grab and goes, and other stores while you're on the tour. And again, what's that? One, six, uh, about uh, 12 to 15 different places that you can go into? Not, Matt, that's 12 that's or 15 lot, yeah. different chocolate samples that you can pick up on the way So just to me a great weekend next weekend guys this is three days before valentine's mm-hmm. day we said it on here a couple times you may not agree with it you may not like it you may think it's made up whatever your feel or you may love it whatever your feelings are for valentine's day she wants a gift she expects the gifts get her a gift and what a better place to do it than during the hernando chocolate tour saturday February 11th.
0: Plenty of time, Derek. We're warning you ahead of time. I mean, that's a great opportunity to uh, take care of things for Valentine's Day and um, instead of doing it uh, day of with the other 45 guys on the card aisle that you have to, <laughs> you yeah, have to yeah. fight through. Do, not saying I you, know what that looks don't like. Don't be there at 6 a.m. I'm not on the saying 14. I know what please, that looks like. Please okay. don't let that be. Because uh, so, I do. But anyway, we digress. That leads us to our last shout-out, Derek. We're getting closer and closer to the 11th annual Crew Fernando Mardi Gras Ball at the Gin in Nesbitt eight to 12 on Saturday, February 18th. Uh, Tickets are selling fast. We're getting closer and closer to a full sellout. Um, You know, I think we sold 18 tickets or so just yesterday. Um, You know, it's coming that time. Most people have their tickets already. Uh, We sold over 200 tickets on the first hour that we were open uh, for ticket sales earlier uh, this year. So just things are going fast. Mustache, the band is the uh, entertainment. They're going to start at 830. If you're listening to me and you've come to this event before and you strolled in at nine o'clock and said, I'll just get there. When I get there, you don't want to do that this year. Get there early, get there by eight 30. The band starts at eight 30 and they're going to go for three straight hours. No breaks, no stopping to, uh, you know, dance a little bit, you know, to some rap music and throw some <laughs> beads or anything like that. It's nineties country from eight 30 to 11 30, uh, get there, be there on time and let's have a wonderful time and raise some money for Hernando charities.
1: That's right, Matt. This is our, our 11th year, uh, 11th year for the Crew Ball. Really looking forward to it. The the biggest, uh, I guess, the biggest allocation of band funds that we've ever done. Uh, do expect extremely big band, uh, a, a big band turnout. A lot of people love this band. I've never heard them. You've never heard them. Really looking forward to it. I do love 90s Country. Uh, I do
0: expect to see some type of boot scooting boogie line line thing going on at some point. Well, I mean, we're changing things up a little bit. Let's do something different. The younger guys have asked for it for a long time. I think we're going to have a a, a really good crowd. So, uh, you know, something a little bit different, and uh, let's go. All the proceeds will be benefiting.
1: Uh, organizations other nonprofit organizations individuals so many 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 things you give to and if you ever want to know where your money's going to please talk to a crew member please reach out to us we'll be happy to let you know maybe specific amounts for some things other things you know we kind of do behind the scenes we're not going to tell you about but i promise you that every dollar is spent for people or organizations in the city of Hernando and we couldn't be prouder doing that. So uh, we just really do appreciate uh, any and all things that you can do coming to the event that night. We'll have silent auction. Uh, foods included drinks are included so just come have a great time
0: sure it's going to be a great time a lot of fun each and every year at the gym Saturday February 18th if you haven't been in a while if you're a former crew member haven't been in a while make this your year to come back and say hey let me get back over there and uh, see what these guys are up to or see what the parties turn into and I think you'll uh, definitely enjoy it so those are going to be our Under the Water Tower shout outs thank you to all the nonprofits, different people that are doing wonderful things in the city we really appreciate that Derek as we transition into our sports segment one thing that's doing wonderful things in the city I have. Signed up to coach eight U-girls for the Hernando Parks and Rec Department. That's going to be uh, for eight and under girls, so my daughter being one of those. So just a quick update on that, and we're going to update every week practices and stuff like that. We'll just have a little fun segment where we talk about the games and and different things. I think a lot of our listeners would love to hear about some of the funny things because they've coached their son or daughter in t-ball or soccer or basketball. And uh, let me just tell you, ages six through eight, which I have six through eight through on my team, there'll be plenty of stories. There will oh, be yeah. plenty of stories. So we had a meeting on Monday. A number of guys that listened to the show a good bit were there with me for the uh, soccer coach meeting. You know, Michael Carson with the uh, city was there and, and got everybody situated and just did a wonderful job. So really looking forward to that. Uh, record number of kids awesome. playing soccer. Awesome. Over 500 kids playing soccer this year for the city of Fernando. So, uh, again, a record turnout for that something interesting i can't wait to uh get started and get practice going i'm sure i'll have plenty of stories each and every week about What's the, the uh, i don't know yet so we're going to have some kind of fun name. We'll, we'll let the girls decide what that, look, uh, what that looks like. Well, Derek, something we started doing since the new year is covering a little bit of NFL playoffs. And the NFL playoffs did take place since our last show. And uh, two games, and then the uh, Super Bowl is set, which I'm sure we'll cover next week and even the following. So, Derek, tell me what you got. All
1: right, first, Matt, of course, not much to say about the first game. Eagles beat the 49ers. Yes. <laughs> That's all you have to say. Beat them like a drum. 49ers lost their quarterback on the sixth play. We're down to their fourth-string quarterback for the year. Again, their fourth-string quarterback had to come in. The fourth-string quarterback gets hurt. They have no other quarterbacks on the roster, have to turn back to the third string, who is playing with a torn, basically ulnar nerve in his arm. All he could do is hand the ball off. 38 to 7, not really much else to say. Uh, Eagles have had two kind of unique games. Uh, they had, you know, had a, a Giants team that o- overachieved this season, a 49ers team who was really, really good. That just got, you know, again, with well, six plays in, they were done because they lost their quarterback. Uh, and so they kind of I won't say cakewalk, but they kind of get in easily uh, into the Super Bowl was well, and then thirty eight to seven. Well they will wait on the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes hobbled his way to an exciting 23-20 last-second field goal victory, uh, which came off of a penalty, which he had hobbled his way out of bounds and was pushed out of bounds. And then, Matt, after the the the, uh, the game was over, again, the Chiefs win 23-20 on a last-second field goal, Couple shots at the the Bengals. Uh, I'm not going to say it was undeserved, um, well,
0: but the mainly of, the Bengals mayor, who I'm going to predict loses because of what he did. <laughs> I mean, so he's he, going to lose the election next time because of what he did. Because
1: he was trash talking a uh, yep. couple couple of shots at Burrow yep. uh, about you know, the, the stadium name and yep. also smoking cigars. Uh, but you know, yep. to, to the victor go the spoils. The the Chiefs win this this year. Sure. They will be going to the Super Bowl. Uh, Mahomes will have two weeks to try to get his ankle as right as it can be, and we're looking forward to a really good Super Bowl. I think the spread is only like a couple of points. I think right now the Eagles are. Facing by two or something like that so very very they expect a very close game really looking forward to a great super bowl uh, down in arizona so again that's your super bowl matchup kansas city chiefs versus philadelphia eagles and we'll be discussing that over the next couple weeks
0: yep super bowl uh... One of my favorite times of the year. I love the Super Bowl. Something else, Derek. NFL related. Tom Brady retired since our yes, last show. Yes, he did. Retired yesterday morning for as the far second as, time. Yeah, released the video. So I think we may have. I think we did cover Tom Brady whenever he did actually retire. But yeah, um, did. he did retire. He says officially. I, I'm going to agree with him on this. You and I've talked uh, all fair, Derek, for all year long. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and feel sorry for Tom Brady, but his life is different because of football well, the last he, year of football the last year of football you know tom brady comes back to, to go for super bowls that's what he goes for his team was very average they won the division none of that matters but he didn't make the super bowl and it may have cost him it did cost him uh relationships and possibly his uh his I mean, if he would have just stayed home yes. last year and not yes. gone back yes probably still married no maybe possibly still married. still married? possibly still married and uh, and that's what I, you and i talk off air about that paying attention to him his frustrations this past year I could see more I just I saw more of a dad and a husband and someone struggling with decisions and life and stuff like that that uh more than when you know when he was in his 30s and early 40s when he was just seemed to be doing whatever he wanted to do and um I, I'm pretty sure retiring was an agreement be- between him and his wife and after three weeks he said no I'm not gonna do that and that was it and she left yeah that's yeah. unbelievable <laughs> See, good luck, Tom. Tom's going to do just fine. Don't don't feel sorry for Tom Brady. I think, I think Tom's going okay. to do pretty well in the the, the the booth or some type of executive thing. Looking forward to the Super Bowl coming up next week. We'll cover that uh, more, uh, of course, next week. Derek, let's turn our attention to high school sports. Uh, moving on to our high school sports, local high school sports. One of the things I talked about all last week was a big game coming up on Saturday. Huge crowd at Hernando High School football stadium. We'll talk more about that. Kick us off with the North Point Girls Basketball.
1: All right, starting with North Point basketball, the girls' uh, Saturday night was basketball homecoming for the Trojans, and the Lady Trojans were looking to get back on the winning track after losing to ECS earlier in the week. But St. George's hit almost every outside shot they took, and the Trojans were cold from outside and losing 46 to 41 after beating the Lady Griffins uh, by one earlier in the season. The Lady Trojans had two games postponed this week due to weather, and next play Friday night at Harding before playing Saturday night at home. For senior night, so again we'll have a couple of games to cover for the Lady Trojans on our next show. For the boys, it was up to the boys then to see if they could get a win for the home crown in the packed gym for homecoming, and they did just that, avenging an earlier season loss to the Griffins, 68 to 60, with Christian Gilliland going for 35 points. As with the girls, the boys missed two games this week and will head to Harding to try and get another win against a team who they played close, close but lost to earlier in the season. Uh, The Lewisburg girls. The girls were trying to hold on to the number two seed in the district traveling to Center Hill on Friday night. But the Lady Mustangs were ready for them and took the win in an overtime thriller 64-59 with teams now all in the mix in the district standings. The Lady Patriots then went out of district for a game Monday night before the ice storm hit against St. Agnes, and they started off slowly but found their game and started to pull away early in the second half on the way to a 64-44 win. Their matchup on Tuesday night had to be moved to Thursday night for their senior night. Again, that is supposed to be two night while we're taping. Not sure if it's still on or not because the school is being canceled. We won't be able to update that you until next week. But as of uh, yesterday, they were scheduled to have uh, senior night Thursday night. And we will recap that game whenever it's played on our show next week. Uh, For the Lewisburg boys, the boys were hoping to go to Center Hill and get the split and maintain their two seat as well. They had more success against the Mustang than the girls did and get the important district win 70-52 to on the Mustangs' home court. They did not have another game this week, with their Tuesday game also being moved again to supposedly Thursday night for senior night. Right now, the Lewisburg boys are in the two-seed, uh, again, hoping to maintain that through senior night. Turning to Hernando basketball, not much to report on Hernando basketball. Unfortunately, the Twitter might have gone out with the cold storm. I do have the scores. They both played Horn Lake uh, on Friday night. The girls lost to Horn Lake, who was the number one seed uh, in the district, fifty-four to forty-three. Their next game will be Friday. Uh, this coming up Friday, as the regular season starts to wind down. And the uh, the Hernando boys also played the number one seed in the district. The Horn Lake boys, this was a 70-31 to loss. We're just going to leave down. it at that. 70-31 loss. Eagles were just too much for the Tigers. And again, they will look to rebound tomorrow night. And finally, uh, Hernando Boys Soccer, uh, Matt. Uh, I w- I showed up my first game of the year. Of course, y'all uh, in the booth. Y'all did a great job uh, on the microphone uh, with the music. And the boys welcomed Startville last Saturday to the Jungle in the North Half Semifinals. And the game looked good for the Tigers at the start. They controlled the tempo and the ball and looked like the better team. They had a couple of early chances, but could not find the back of the net. Dartville did find the back of the net with 14 minutes left in the first half on a defensive breakdown and then scored again two minutes later to take a quick and shocking two-goal lead. That would be the score at the half. In the second half, neither team could get anything going until Hernando made a run and Gordo scored with 15 minutes left to pull within one. However, Hernando could not find the equalizer and fall just short two to one. Hernando looked to be the better team and had a handball that was not called against the Yellow Jackets earlier in the game, but they still had their chances. It was a really good year for the Tigers. They will lose six seniors but should bring a most of the uh, uh, other starters and role players back which and that should allow them to make a really strong
0: run at state next year. Farthest the Hernando boys have ever gone in the state playoffs. Done a little bit different now. Obviously a first round bye to the district champion, so that's new, so that helps you get a little bit further, but uh, in the third round, the farthest we've ever been, they would have played clinton start will lost to clinton two to nothing so clinton plays brandon for the 6a title probably the most played soccer rivalry in the state of mississippi yeah, yeah. they're 20 minutes apart from each other right there on the interstate how, um, what,
1: what, what was clinton Do you know i two know, nothing no uh what was um uh how bad
0: did clinton beat horn lake uh clinton beat horn lake three to one Okay. That was- Clinton, yeah, Clinton beat Horn Lake 3-1. Horn Lake scored theirs on a penalty kick. Okay. So, okay. Horn Lake lost 3-1 to to Clinton. Clinton then went on to beat Starkville 2 to nothing on Tuesday. So, they move on again to play Brandon for the uh, 6A Soccer Championship. Something else we're going to recognize next week, Derek, as part of our sports is the number of Hernando boys who are represented on the all-district team. Yes. Including the district MVP, which we'll announce next week. So, you'll get to hear the young men that were named to the all-district team, which again, this is the most represented it's ever been on this district. So well, Derek, let's turn our attention as we do at the end of each show. Let this weekend be your opportunity to visit a local church, come back to church, a local Sunday school class. Derek is a Sunday school teacher, which we've decided at the end of each show to do that to encourage, especially men that listen to us, take your families back to church this weekend. No better time than now to get back into church with you and your spouse and your kids. Wonderful things happening all around churches in Hernando, of course. Derek, what's going on in your Sunday school class this week?
1: Well, Matt, this week uh, we kind of finished up the section one, and I asked there there's a little test at the end of section one there's 10 different categories to see whether or not that you live a hurried life and so kind of there's there's 10 questions that I ask you you know do you do these things and it, and it gives you a kind of a paragraph summary or a little small paragraph summary of each one and I've asked the class to take that little 10-question test to score themselves and to uh, hopefully share that in class with us, not trying to embarrass anybody. I will be the first to go uh, in class. I will let them know what I scored uh, and what I struggle with uh, in being in a hurry. And so that's it. We're going to go over that, and then we'll start section two, uh, which uh, has a lot of good things. So right now, we're learning what the problems are, trying to figure out in our lives what makes us in a hurry and what we could you know, start looking at what we could cut out and then the next section will start working toward that goal and doing those things. So, again, they're going, take, they're going to take a test right now. Hopefully they are reading their, the, the, that chapter, taking the test, and be able to share that
0: in class on Sunday. I know one that might would help there because I'll just say this. I haven't read the book, looked at the book, anything like that. Now that social media exists, we're taking on – like. People that we don't know or haven't known in 10, 15, 20, 25 years with social media, we're taking on their problems. Oh, that is a
1: huge. There's an entire we're, chapter on we're, social yeah, media.
0: We're, well, I'm saying we're taking on their burdens. Yeah. We're taking on a young lady who had a wreck in our hometown who's she's okay, but now we're going to that on our I mean the big difference in, in putting some somebody on the prayer list and on the worry list yeah and that the burden list that, that that I'm speaking about so a lot of different things going on sounds like an amazing book that was our artwork for last week so if you uh, listen to our show go take take a look at that book and uh, again according to Derek and some other people in his class it's been an eye-opening uh, thing for sure well talking about Sunday school talking about church at the end of each show is just some some of the stuff we do here on the UTW podcast if this is the first time you listen thanks for tuning in we really appreciate you going on this journey uh, with us for 2000 2000- and we hope it gets better each and every time. Look, find more information about us on Facebook at UTW Podcast, on Instagram at UTW Podcast, and on Twitter at UTWPod wherever you listen to our show, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, give us a five-star review. Simply helps us move up when it comes to local podcasts. Also take that link, share it with friends and family. We know for a fact, a lot of you guys know how to use it because I'll get texts that say, Hey, so-and-so sent me this because they were upset about what you said. So I know some of you guys uh, know more about uh, sharing those links than, than you, than you lead on. So, uh, you know, keep sharing it. We really appreciate that as we continue to grow and go into the spring of 2023. If you enjoy our show, you'll enjoy OB Pod. Comes out with a new show early on Monday mornings covering the eastern side of DeSoto County. Olive Branch, Lewisburg, and Center Hill Athletics are also covered. OB Pod. Look them up today. Well, Derek, as we begin to thaw out and uh, turn our attention to the weekend, look forward to seeing you Sunday night for the Sweetheart Dance. I like. I can't wait to uh, let people know kind of what your job is uh, on our next show, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun and people will really uh, enjoy and get a kick out of that. Well, Derek, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next week. Under the water tower. Strike up the music, the band is begun. Pennsylvania hope, Pick up your partner.